Ah, uh, technology is great, but only if it helps you work better. On this episode, seven online tools that will help you do your best work. This is Coaching for Leaders, episode 109. Produced by Innovate Learning, maximizing human potential. Greetings to you from Orange County, California. This is Coaching for Leaders, and I'm your host, Dave Stahoviak. This is a weekly coaching show that helps you to be a better leader through improved communications, human relations, and personal productivity. And today's episode is all about our productivity and how we can utilize the internet, online tools and services to help us to be more effective in doing our best work. And that is one of the great blessings of living at this time. I, I think it's just amazing of all the tools and technology that are out there. It also is a real challenge because uh, we constantly are bombarded by new tools, new accounts, new services, new things that we can utilize in order to do our work more effectively. And it is really easy to spend a lot of time getting overwhelmed by this stuff and looking into tools and services that aren't necessarily value-added for us. And so that's why today I'm really pleased to be able to bring you a list of tools that I use and that I think if you put into practice, if they sound valuable to you, would be things that will help you to spend less time doing things that you don't need to be doing and more time doing the things that you do best, uh, whether that's spending time with people, whether that's creating new things, uh, whether that's leading a team, whatever it is that you do and is your area of expertise, I believe that these tools can help you to get there. But before I start mentioning what the list is, I've got seven of them. I want to uh, say something about how I've selected these and why I've put these on the list and maybe why some other things don't appear on this list. So here's a five criteria that I've used in order to select this list because, you know, there's a lot of lists out there on different online tools, different resources you can use. And many of them, when I hear them on podcasts or in articles or see things online or read books about tools is I hear often the same lists and I hear the same tools. And so I wanted to step aside a little bit from some of just kind of the everyday things you've probably already heard about and may know about and choose some things that were maybe a little bit more off the beaten path. Certainly some of you will have heard of some of these tools, um, but I, I bet you there's at least one tool on this list that you may not have heard of, or uh, even if you've heard of, you may not have utilized before. And so here are the five criteria that I had of selecting these tools. The first one is that uh, everything on my list is cross-platform. So what I mean by that is it doesn't matter if you're on a Mac or a PC or if you use a Kindle or an iPad or if you like using the web. Uh, for the most part, everything on this list with very few minor exceptions is cross-platform. And I think that that's something that's important because uh, you know not only do lots of, uh, you know, our community here is pretty broad as far as what devices we use, but, you know, we want to be able to access things in multiple places. So that's one key part of this. The, um, the other thing that I looked at as a selection criteria is I tried to exclude things that are just everyday things that everyone's heard of. So for example, uh, the like Evernote is not on this list. Uh, a lot of people know about Evernote already, utilize it. It's a great app, by the way, if you don't know about it and don't utilize it. There's tons of information online already about it. So I'm not going to try and hit on things that uh, people may already know about or be familiar with. The third thing 
is that all of the tools I'm going to mention here, with one exception, and I'll mention the exception later when I get to it, is these online tools services have what I consider to be a clear business model for how they make money. And the reason I think that's important is if I'm going to invest my my dollars, but more importantly, if I'm going to invest my time in a service or a tool that I'm going to utilize online, I want to make sure that that tool or service is going to be around for the long term. I don't want to spend a bunch of time putting together uh, you know, a system and utilizing an online tool, then three months from now is gone. And that's why I'm always sort of suspicious of things online you can get that are completely free. And there doesn't appear to be any way that the organization or the business is making money. And that might seem counterintuitive, but that's something that if you take nothing else out of this show, I'd really encourage you to look at too when you're looking into accounts or tools or things to use online is be cautious of things that are free and don't appear to have any business model around them. Often those are the services that disappear, then they're acquired pretty quickly, or there's something else they're doing with your data or information. And so I am generally a little bit skeptical of the free products. So I try to look for products that you know do have a membership and I do have to pay something for. And this list, uh, with one exception, is entirely filled of that. So the fourth thing I looked at is I wanted to find tools and resources that are things that are going to free your time so you can invest time doing the things you're really best at. And for me, uh, the things I'm not best at are the things these tools do, which is organize my life more effectively and uh, manage systems. And so I don't want to spend my time doing that. I want to spend time that things are going to be really value added for working with my clients and in business. So I looked for tools that are going to help you to uh, do that as well. And then finally, my fifth criteria for this list is that I use each of the tools that I are mentioning here. And in fact, all seven of these tools that I'm talking about, I currently use in our business with clients uh, personally, and I will talk extensively how I use all of them. So that's the criteria I looked for for this list. So I hope that this list is helpful to you too. So here's the first one on my list is a service called HiRise. And HiRise is uh, produced by a company called 37 Signals, which is a very cool company. I think they're out of Chicago, actually. And they build some great web apps. And HiRise is my uh, my favorite by far that they produce. Uh, what HiRise does, it is what is traditionally called a, a CMS, a customer management system or a client management system or contact management system, depending on whose version you like. And what HiRise does is it pieces together the full story of a relationship that you have with somebody. Now, the reason that I love HiRise is that a lot of these services out there, these kind of customer management system services, are really complex and really expensive. So there are some really big name players in this field. Um, Salesforce.com is probably the biggest name that have online systems and memberships where you can manage all of your relationships. You put your contacts online. They'll do amazing, amazing things and create metrics that help you with uh, relationships with customers, figure, figuring out sales pipelines, those types of things. But for the average individual, which is kind of what I'm looking through this lens is, is you know, if your organization's using that, great. 
But for an individual, it's pretty steep. It's a pretty steep financial investment. It's also a pretty steep learning curve, and it's complicated. There's so many things that those tools do that it's, they're almost too complicated for their own good, especially if you're an individual or a small team of people looking for a tool. At the same time, I don't want to keep track of my relationships with clients and customers in my address book. That's just not really doable and feasible. I'm not going to keep notes on someone in like uh, you know my address book and my phone or something like that. I want a tool that's very professional. And so what HiRise does is it helps me to piece together everything I know about someone and it's far less complex than traditional customer management systems. So uh, in its essence, HiRise is helps me to manage relationships. So I can put someone's contact information. In fact, this is the first thing that I do. When someone emails me in this community and I haven't heard from them before, I create a record in HiRise. And so I'll put their name and contact information in there, whatever I know. And that way, going forward, I can track conversations with that person. So if I were to talk with them over the phone, I can just write a quick note into their high-rise record, and it reminds me, and that way I can keep track of the conversation. But the other thing that's great about high-rise is it integrates with your email. So I have a high-rise email address. So I blind carbon copy many of my outgoing messages to um, people in this community and customers and clients. And so that those messages are all, all copied into their high-rise records because it coordinates their email addresses with the record with who I'm sending to. So it keeps track of all the conversations, all the interactions that I've had with those folks. And the great thing is, is that in my high-rise account, I can tag people for different events, projects, places I've met someone. So if I had a large client project and I met 10 or 15 people, I can tag all of those people with the same tag in my system. So a year later, when I go back and think, okay, who did I meet? I, I met this person at this event and I just connected with someone else and I think that they would really benefit, but I can't remember their name. I'll go back, I'll pull up the tag for that event. I'm like, oh, there's the 15 people I met. So, oh yeah, that's that person's name. So it's a great way to be able to group people who have, you know, either we're at an event together or just kind of like-minded uh, people in, in in a particular situation. So I can do that. You know, I'll, I'll often group people who reach out to me on the show as part of the Coaching for Leaders community. So I have a little CFL tag in HiRISE. So it's a great way to track conversations, manage relationships, and also track details. And it tracks things like people's birthdays and fam, you know, names of spouses and kids if you wanted to. So you can integrate fields for that, all that. It puts a Twitter and LinkedIn in there. Um, so you can integrate that together. And it also does basic task management. So if you don't yet have a task management system, it does task management. Um, normally, I only use it for task management for things specifically related to the con people I have contacts with in HiRISE. Um, for those of you who are in sales in any way, so if you are doing ongoing um, you know, tracking proposals or deals you're working on with customers, it also tracks pending customer deals. So you can say, okay, we've proposed this, we won this deal, we lost this deal. Um, and so the nice thing about HiRise is it does all of this online. It integrates with your email. It integrates with social media. It is very, very simple to use. If you've used Facebook and you can use Facebook well, you can use HiRise. And that's the thing that I love about it is it is just complex enough to do everything I need it to do uh, in a small business, but it is not too complex that I need to spend weeks learning how to do it or invest a small fortune into getting the system set up. And uh, and you can try it out for free. HiRise has a free plan up to 250 contacts, and it does almost all of the full functionality of the paid plan. So 
you can sign up and just try it out, see if you like it. They've got a three 30-day free trial. And I think what it'll help you to do is get stuff out of your head, be able to manage a lot of different relationships, and remember the things about people that are most important to them so that when you engage in the next conversation, you have a great opportunity to connect and remember the things you want to remember about those relationships. So HiRise is a great tool for doing that, and you can get there at HiRiseHQ.com. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. By the way, the show notes for this episode are pretty detailed, so you'll want to take a look at those, coachingforleaders.com slash 109, and the entire list will be up there. So this brings me to my second tool, which also is from 37signals, and this tool is called Basecamp. And what Basecamp is is a online project management system. Um, it's a great tool. Uh, they had a prior version of Basecamp, which I didn't quite like as much, but this newer version has been out for about a year now, and it is fantastic. I have uh, been really impressed with how the system works. I use it to manage multiple projects. The nice thing that Basecamp does, there's many project management systems, by the way, out on the internet, and there's many very good systems out there. The thing that I like about Basecamp is that it integrates with HiRISE so, um, because it's the same organization. So I like that. But I also like the fact that Basecamp does a lot of cool project management stuff like, for example, um, it, it solves the problem of having to do the same work again and again and again and having to check in to see if people have done stuff. So for example, when we're when I'm running a project and starting off like a client engagement or doing a class or, or something for a client, you know, there's 90 to 95% of the tasks that I'm going to do or someone in our organization is going to do to get ready for that event are the same for every customer project. There's always things that are different. There's always things we're customizing, but the vast majority of them, okay, confirming, coordinating with the client, you know, there's a whole list of things that are going to be things we're going to do regardless of the engagement and regardless of the opportunity. In Basecamp, we can create a template for what is the things that we need to do with this particular type of a client project. And then um, as soon as that project comes up, you can take that template, activate it for that project, and it creates an entire project management system. Now, the first time you do it, of course, you have to build that. But I can then create that project management system, um, and, and, in a, and you can have multiple people in your organization working on Basecamp. So you can assign tasks to people. You can delegate tasks to certain folks. You can set due dates for it. It's all visual. It has an online calendar. It has uh, integration with the full team. And then I can go and see when people have completed tasks and get email updates. And so I can see at any given time exactly what's going on with all our projects. It's all web-based. There's apps for it. It's just a really smooth, easy-to-use project management tool. And it even allows access from the client side too. So if you have a client you're working with and they need access to either files or some information or tasks that you're working on with them, you can give them access to. So I think it's a really cool system. Um, they've got a great business model behind it. I'm confident that it's not going away anytime soon. And so uh, they do not have a free version for this, but they do have a 60-day free trial. So you don't need a credit card or anything. So you can go on to, I think it's basecamphq.com and uh, try it out for 60 days. And I think you'll find that it's a really powerful tool. Even if you're just using it as an individual, you can get a lot of value if you are doing projects that are often very much the same and you're doing cut and paste. 
You don't want to be putting all that stuff in your personal task list every time you do it. It's just not a good use of time. And so I can literally create a project in just a couple of minutes by changing the dates and doing the cut and paste from the template. Boom, new project, ready to go. All the assignments of who needs to do what. Yeah, the dates need to change for each project. But other than that, it's pretty much a very easy to use, just in time project management system. So I really encourage it. The uh, the base level membership, which I, I'm pretty sure the one we're using is $20 a month. So not super expensive, a great solution for a small business or even using as an individual. So this brings me to my third tool. My third tool is called Time Trade, and you can get to Time Trade at timetrade.com. The problem that Time Trade solves for me is spending countless hours going back and forth with people on times to schedule with me. You know, uh, any any you any of you who spend any amount of time working virtually or uh, needing to attend a lot of meetings, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You know, you have some interaction with someone, you decide you need to meet or get together or schedule a call, and one person says, "Okay, what times do you have?" And you send back a whole bunch of times, and then they send you a few times to say, "Okay, this time would work for me. This time wouldn't work." Um, and you go back and forth. And in the meantime, if you're anything like me, inevitably Murphy's Law is someone else has scheduled one of those times, you know, in the intervening time between that person getting the email and you getting back to them, has scheduled one of the times I said I was free. And so the person will email back and say, okay, I can do this time. And then, of course, that time's not available anymore. And and I know you've had this happen to you. I've had it happen to me where you go literally five or six times rounds on email trying to figure out a time to meet. And it's just such a poor use of our time to try and coordinate all that when there's great tools like TimeTrade that can do that for you. So the way that TimeTrade works is you give TimeTrade access to your calendar, and it, it works with Outlook, uh, you know, the calendar app on Macs, Google Calendar. And what it does is it's constantly monitoring your calendar, and it looks for free spots in your calendar, so times you don't have anything scheduled. And then what you can do is whenever someone wants to meet with you, and I do this anytime I'm scheduling time with someone here in the Coaching for Leaders community or a coaching call or a time with a colleague, is I'll send them the link that the account gives me, and I can send them a link for 15 minutes or 30 minutes or an hour, depending on how much time I think that I want to schedule for that time. And so I can send them that link, and then when they click on that link, it automatically takes them to a website it shows them the free spots in my calendar, the, the free spots that I've indicated, and uh, they can then book any time they want. And as soon as they do, Time Trade automatically puts the appointment into my calendar and sends me an email saying, this person has just booked with you at this particular time, and we've put it in your calendar. It is cool. I love the fact that it happens all automatically. It happens by email. Uh, the other great thing that it does is people in different time zones, people in different countries, which I know I talk to you know, regularly, especially in different time zones. Um, when they pull up the, the, the uh, calendar on their screen, it automatically does the time zone adjustment. So they can book in their time zone and it'll send you an email and book it in your calendar in your time zone. And then it says that on the email confirmations that everyone gets, it confirms the email. It automatically confirms the appointment the day before, unless you set it up otherwise. So it reminds them about their appointment with you. It's cool. Um, the one downside, and and this I did not like when I first started using time trade, and I've kind of grown to like it actually. But the one downside is you do need to watch what's free in your calendar. So if you plan to do something on a Tuesday afternoon in your office, and you just don't happen to have anything on your calendar, but you're 
you know, have mentally blocked that time to get something done, you do need to block it out on your calendar so that time tree doesn't schedule something. Um, it, this hasn't happened very much, but once or twice I've had someone book a time that I was like, oh, I really wasn't free then, even though that time technically was free in my calendar. And, you know, on the rare occasions that's happened, I've just emailed someone and say, hey, you know what? I'm sorry, I made a mistake. Can we reschedule to this time? It's still in the long run saves me so much time of going back and forth on email. And you know what? The people booking appointments with me like it too because they can see all the times I'm available to meet with them by phone or in person. And so it is, it's great for that. So there's, um, there is a free version of this, but I use the version that is, the free version only allows you to do, I think, four or five appointments a month, and that's not enough for me. Um, so I use the version that's $49 a year. Uh, which is, you know, gosh, less than $5 a month. So it's worth it for me just in the amount of time I spend in a week. I mean, it easily spends, saves 15 to 20 minutes every week for me. So on this particular uh, one, I do have a affiliate relationship with, meaning if you sign up through our link, we get a tiny little commission for you uh, investing in the service if you decide to try it out. You'll also get a 30-day free trial with this link. So if you want to try it out, it's at coachingforleaders.com slash time trade. Or if you just want to go to the website without that, it's timetrade.com. So again, coachingforleaders.com slash time trade, and then I'll get you a 30-day free trial. Okay, here's my next app. The next one is Lyft. Yeah, that's the name of it. L-I-F-T, Lyft. And the website is lyft.do. <laughs> so kind of a strange website name, but it'll make sense in a moment. Here's the thing that Lyft does and the problem it solves is keeping me on track for the daily habits that are important to me. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, what Lyft does is it keeps track of things that I really want to do, but I want a little bit of an accountability from, but I don't necessarily need someone to check in with me. I just want to track it somewhere so I can visually see the progress I'm making. So for example, one of the habits I'm working on right now is I'm really working on getting a good night's sleep if not every single night, at least the vast majority of nights. And so I figured out, you know, in my schedule, I need to go to bed at 10 o'clock. That's just what works for me and works in our family right now. If I'm in bed at 10 o'clock and I can get up at 5 a.m., I get a good seven hours of sleep. That's good for me. It's good for my body. So one of the habits that I've set up in my Lyft account is I've said, I've uh, seen that one of the habits list listed is get into bed by 10 p.m. So I have that on my Lyft account. And what I do is every day when I achieve that goal, I can go into my Lyft app on my phone and I can just check mark that I did that. And I've got uh, I've got four or five habits in my Lyft account right now. Not a lot. One of them is go to bed by 10 p.m. Another one is walk 10,000 steps a day. And so I'll any day that I do that, I just go in there and check the box. And what happens is that you can follow others and others you can encourage others on their habits and they can encourage you in return because you can join in on the same habits other people have. So there's like, I don't know, a thousand people on Lyft who have that same goal of going to bed by 10 o'clock. And there's all the different time, you know, different times of the day that are listed. And so someone sees that you did it and they'll send you a little, hey, congratulations. So I actually got one this morning. One of my, my other habits is getting up at 5 a.m. And so I got up at 5 a.m. And like an hour later, I get a little notification on my phone. Hey, so-and-so thinks that's really cool. Great job. And so it's this really cool community of people that are working together to kind of keep themselves accountable. And then the system does some really neat stuff where it'll email you. Like I got an email or uh, I think it may have even been a, a notification on my phone this morning that said, hey, you have hit 10,000 steps a day, four days in a row. Great job. Keep it up. 
And as soon as I saw that, I was like, wow, I'm not going to miss today. I want to make sure I get all of my you know, exercise in and go out for a walk with Bonnie or Luke. And so it, it really is cool. It sends you little motivators. You can follow people on there that you know. So if you decide to use this, I'd love to get connected with you on it. Um, and it's just great because it, it, it gets you to do the habits, the things that you know are important, you want to be doing anyway. And it reminds you to do them on a daily basis. And it keeps track of how many days in a row you do it. It's got this visual chart. I'll try to put a screen uh, grab of it up onto the show notes. So check it out if you'd like. The one downside for this, this is the one of them that this is the one that has the exception. I don't know how they make money. The it's entirely free. And so that's a little bit concerning to me because I'm not exactly sure what their business model is. I did hear a um an interview with the founder recently on another podcast uh, by Pat Flynn that said made some reference to the fact that they're kind of collecting data and metrics on how people work and how people keep their habits going. So I would go on the assumption that there's probably some, um, you know, someone somewhere could potentially figure out that I didn't go to bed at 10 o'clock last night. That's not a real concern to me, and I don't put anything of any private nature up here. But um, but that's you know that's just one drawback with this app. And the reason I'm still included on the list though is I think it's really cool. And if it went away, you know, I'd miss it, but it wouldn't be critical to my workflow as the other six are. The other six are really critical to my workflow, and so there's other things I would need to immediately find to replace them. So lift.do. It, there's a web version which anyone can use, and they also have an iPhone app. I don't know if they have an app for Android or some of the other devices, so that's a, another minor limitation. But the web app, anyone can use. And so check it out. I think you'll like it. And if you decide to use Lyft, uh, send me a, a note or a request on Lyft or, or start following me and let me know you're part of the community, and I'll start following you as well. We can encourage each other on our daily habits. So my next one is, let's see, I guess this is the fifth one here is um, a system that does reading later. And the system that I use is called Instapaper. There's also another uh, tool that's out there called Pocket. What Instapaper does is it allows you to grab really great content or articles or information on the web without distracting you from getting your work done. So here's what I mean by that. Imagine that you're surfing the web, you're looking for something, you're trying to get work done, and you stumble across this great article you absolutely want to read and you don't want to miss. Well, um, there's a couple of things you could do. So one is you can stop what you're doing and kind of break your concentration and break your workflow and sit there and read that article right then, which uh, we've all done. I know I do on occasion. And uh, you know that's great because you get information in the article you want, but it completely breaks your workflow and often it'll take you on a tangent and get you thinking about something else. And for me, you know, often I find that that really takes me off task of whatever I was doing. So that's that's not a great solution for me. The other thing you can do is you can kind of ignore it and say, well, I guess, you know, I don't really have time to read this article right now, so I guess I'm going to miss it. Um, the thing that some people do, and I used to do this a lot, is I'll like copy the link and I'll put it in an email and I'll email it to myself, but then I'm cluttering up my inbox and I've got more email. So there hasn't always been a great solution for this, but in the last few years, there's these great systems, these kind of read it later programs. And Instapaper was the first one. And now, I've, as I mentioned, Pocket is there too. What it does is you set up an account on Instapaper. That's the one I use. 
and it'll install an extension in your browser. And it also gives you an email address you can use too. So if you see something on the web that you like when you're browsing or you, maybe you're doing research on something or, you're, or someone sends you an article and you view it, uh, what you can do is rather than reading it right then, you just hit the read it later button or the pocket button or whichever one you're using. You hit that button on your browser and it just takes, um, it saves that article into your account. And then later on, what you can do is you can read that article along with any other articles you've saved on whatever device you want to use. So for example, I use my iPad for almost all of my reading. And so I have the Instapaper app on my iPad. And so I open the Instapaper app and it has a list of all the articles that I've saved to it. And I can read it on there just like I would read like on a Kindle or any other reading device. It has lots of cool features. You can change the font size and all that. And it allows me to read everything. It takes out all the advertisements and kind of the extraneous stuff on the website. It just snapshots the article. So it's really great for distraction-free reading. And when I have the time or I make the time to sit down and read in the evening, I can just go through and read everything that I found during the day or that week that I thought was interesting. And I will put it right, uh, get it right on Instapaper. And so and, and then there's some really cool things you can do with it. You can send it other places. So if you're reading something on Instapaper and say it, you know, it's a really cool article that makes you think of someone else that might like it. I can then take like if I read something and you know, I knew I know Bonnie would really like that article, I can go on Instapaper on my iPad and I can say, okay, send this to Bonnie. I'll just hit the email button and I'll send it to her. Or I can queue it up for sending out to social media for this community. So there's a lot of different cool things you can do with it. So um, for Instapaper, the account itself is free, but the apps are a few dollars. So depending on the device you use, they have Android apps, they have iPhone apps, they have iPad apps. So there's lots of different ways to access it. I believe the web app is also free. So technically you could do it for free, but um, I like the apps. I think they're great. So you spend a few dollars on the app. I think it's two or three dollars and you can download it on the device you use. Or like I said, you can read it on the web. The um, Pocket is an alternative. The the thing that the thing that's nice about Pocket is it's more graphical. Instapaper is more of a um, it captures more of the black and white kind of the text, and it'll put in like the key photo, but it won't bring in a lot of the graphics. Pocket is the newer version of this. It, it's a little more graphical, but I'm not clear what their business model is because everything's free. So I don't know if they're gonna go public at some point or, or what the story is. But um, just be cautious of that if you use Pocket. Uh, they also have apps, so you know, just uh, just know that I'm not sure what the long-term plan is for that service. So either Instapaper or Pocket. Instapaper is the one I use. I love it. And it helps me to really get through a lot of information, but not distract me during my workday when I'm online doing other things. So the uh, sixth tool that I use, and this is one that I wanted to mention, but not everyone in our community might benefit from this. Um, but the thing that I like about this app, and it's called Buffer, Buffer helps me to stay engaged on social media without having to be on social media all the time. Now, uh, those of you who've been listening to the show for a while know that one of my goals this year was actually showing up more on social media. Uh, but how do you do that when you have limited time? You know, I like I think virtually everyone who's a part of this community, I have such limited time during the day to do anything that's uh, that's extraneous to providing value for the people I work with or spending time with family. And so I really want to be smart about how I spend time online, and I don't want to be going onto Twitter six times a day or posting stuff on Facebook or posting things on LinkedIn all the time. And so uh, one of my goals was to figure out what's a tool that I can use that will help me to still engage, but also not to do it 
uh, in a way that's going to spend hours and hours a day doing it. So the great thing that Buffer does is you set up a Buffer account, and there is a free version, but I use the paid version. I think it's about $10 a month. Um, is you can fill up your queue on Buffer with relevant things for the people who follow you. So for example, I have my Buffer account connected with Twitter, um, our Coaching for Leaders Facebook page, my LinkedIn profile, uh, app.net for those of you who use that. So I've got it connected to all those accounts. And when I see something that I really think would be a value to, um, for example, you, the listening community, is I will, um, if I'm reading on Instapaper, for example, I'll hit the button for it to go to Buffer. It'll send that uh, resource to my Buffer account, and it will automatically queue it up to send out on Twitter, to post on Facebook, to put on LinkedIn, you know, whichever profile I want it to do. And I do think about which one I'm going to post to and why, because I don't post as much on LinkedIn as I do, for example, on Twitter. Um, and the, and then it'll send it out at regular intervals. So it doesn't send it out immediately. It will send it out, you know, for Twitter, I think it's like, you know, I've got, it's set for four times a day. So four times a day, I will set out, you know, pre-buffered tweets. Um, there, there's a sentence we didn't have 10 years ago, send out pre-buffered tweets. Uh, so it will send out pre-buffered stuff that I've previously read and I wanted to send out on a regular basis. So what I'll often do is like on Sunday night, I'll sit and I'll go through a lot of my reading. I will queue stuff up that will send throughout the week that I know will be of value to uh, this audience to see, and yet I don't have to be on Twitter all the time to be sending that stuff out. So it's really a much easier system for me to utilize. It allows me to get a lot more information out there. And those of you who follow me on Twitter know the vast majority of things that I put on Twitter are not things from me. They're things from other people and other resources and articles I find online that I think are really uh, good things for this community to be reading. And so that's just, uh, you know, it's a tool that really helps me to uh, be able to stay engaged on social media. And I still go on social media daily, and I res- but what I'm doing is responding. You know, I'm not putting stuff out there. I'm spending my time responding and engaging with people. And that's what I really want to be spending my time doing. I don't want to spend my time queuing up articles all day long. I want to spend my time having the conversations with people who respond. That's the stuff that, for me, is really interesting. That's great, great use of my time is building relationships with people in this community. So, it's a great system. Uh, they do have a free version, but the free version only allows you to buffer a certain amount, and it kind of defeats the purpose for me because I want to be able to plan out longer than that. You know, I want to be able to do a full four or five days or six days at a time. So I use the version that's ten dollars a month, and it integrates with uh, tons of services. So I really would uh, encourage it and recommend it. And then my final tool that I cannot live without if this if this piece of software went away. I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> I would really have a hard time. The final system I use is something called 1Password. And what 1Password does is it solves the problem of having to track all those passwords that we use in our lives and also limiting the ability of hackers to get access to our lives. So let me tell you what 1Password does. It creates a unique password for every site that you visit online and then it keeps them all in one place secured with encryption and protected by a master password so for example if i go on to uh, let's say linkedin my linkedin account um when i uh, when i first set up one password i set up all my passwords to be you know these long scrambled passwords so when i go to linkedin um, and I create a password. So one password will do that for me. I can create a long scrambled password and I don't know any of my passwords for any of my accounts. They're all these long, you know, 
14, 15, 16, 17 digit, you know, random series of letters and numbers. So no one can guess them. And, um, and I used, I set that as my password for the account and then it saves that password into my one password file. And then every time I go to that website or that account, all I do is on my browser, I use Google Chrome. I just click that button that says one password. I put in my one master password. That's why it's called one mas one password. Cause I have one master password that unlocks everything. And then I put in that one master password and it automatically fills in my login and my password for that particular site. So I don't have to remember all my passwords. So it makes it easier from that standpoint. It's safer because I don't have passwords written down places because it's all securely stored in a file on my computer. And you can also set it up so it syncs with Dropbox or iCloud, depending on what services you use. And it also is very secure because one of the big things that many people make as a mistake is they choose passwords that either are very easy to guess or they use the same password everywhere. And if you're doing that, stop doing that. It's not a good practice at all because um, even if you're very careful, uh, a company could have a breach. You know, Just this week, in fact, Adobe announced that they had a breach of accounts. A hacker got in their system. So if you were a customer or are a customer of Adobe, you may have gotten an email in this past week saying, Hey, someone got into our accounts. They got, you know, our usernames, our passwords, whatever. So you might say, well, that's not a big deal because, you know, maybe I don't use my Adobe account or whatever reason. But it is if you use your same email address and password at every site that you visit. So that's why it's really important to have a unique password for every site. So this is really helpful to me because it saves time every time I go on to a website because I don't have to sit there and think of what the password is or look up my password or go find it. But it also saves me time in the long run because I know that if even someone gets access to one account somewhere, I don't have to worry about them accessing the entire rest of my life. So it's a great tool. I couldn't live without it. Um, they just came out with a new version. So depending on the version you buy, you can buy an individual version. You can buy a version for your whole family. It's Mac and PC. It's on all of the devices. Uh, it's anywhere from $40 to $80 for the desktop versions. I don't remember the, the apps, how much they cost. I think they're maybe $10 or $15. Worth every penny. Check it out, onepassword.com. So those are my seven tools that I think if you utilized will help you to have more time to do your best work. So from 37 Signals, High Rise and Basecamp, High Rise is my uh, you know client customer management system. I use it every day, multiple times a day. I copy almost all of my client interactions into that system. Basecamp for project management, same company, great project management system, tons of graphics, tons of ways to track things going on. Time trade is what I use whenever I talk with someone. If I talk with someone here in the Coaching for Leaders community, I set up interviews or I'm setting up times with clients. It's always going through time trade. Uh, that's what helps me to you know be able to manage my calendar effectively, not spend time going back and forth with people on email. And again, if you want that free trial, coachingforleaders.com slash time trade is the way to do it. Lift is at lift.do, and that's the uh, the habits. Uh, so if you decide to try that out, connect with me. And then Instapaper or Pocket, I've used both. I like Instapaper. It just works for me. I think Pocket's good too, but I like that Instapaper has a business model behind it, and they're charging for their apps, and so I have a better feeling about that as a long-term system. And uh, Buffer for being able to stay engaged on social media and to be able to spend your time having conversations with people rather than just posting stuff. So um, that helps me to do that. And then finally, of course, one password, not having to track all those passwords in your life and also doing it a lot more securely. So I hope that that's helpful to you. And the 
again, the show notes are pretty detailed here. So if you um, want to go check out any of these sites, look at some of the things I've put on here online, go ahead and go to coachingforleaders.com slash 109 for episode 109 here, and that will get you to the show notes. You can also always leave me an audio message. Uh, the best way to do that is to go to coachingforleaders.com slash speak. That will get you to on your laptop to be able to, or computer to be able to leave me a message directly. And you can also do it the old-fashioned way and call in a message 949-38-LEARN. And uh, email is a great way to reach me too, feedback at coachingforleaders.com. Hey, a few things to let you know about before I let you go this week. Um, First of all, and probably most importantly and most urgently, I did mention last week and I think the week before about being in Manhattan this coming Saturday, October 12th, and having the very first Coaching for Leaders meetup. Unfortunately, plans have changed. The organization that I was going out to, uh, or the event I was going out to speak for, is a part of the work I'm doing with a nonprofit, and it turns out their event plans changed. And instead of being a presenter, I was going to be an attendee, and it just didn't make sense for a whole bunch of reasons to make the trip cross country. So I am so sorry for those of you who are planning to uh, come out. I had talked to a couple of you online. I'm going to reach out to folks personally who I've already heard from. But if you were thinking about uh, meeting up with me, if you're in the New York area this Friday, the 12th. I apologize. I won't be there this time, but I will be back in the not too distant future. Hopefully, I uh, would love to get out to New York again. And so I will uh, be in touch with you and will definitely keep you on the top of my list the next time I am there. And then I mentioned this last week, uh, I'm looking for about 10 people to help with a little R&D work I'm doing for a new project here for the Coaching for Leaders community. And um, if these things sound like you, I'd love to chat with you. Um, And if you've been a manager for less than two years, it could be two and a half or three years too, but if you've recently become a manager and you work in an organization that has at least let's say 25 people it could even be 20 but if you work in a you know a little larger organization I would love to chat with you for a few minutes by phone or by Skype I'm doing research on a new project that's going to help out new managers and I'd love to chat with you and find out uh, what worked for you becoming a new manager what didn't work what more tools you would have wanted at that point in your career because I am in the process of putting together something I think is going to be really helpful for people if you'd like to play a small role in doing that or maybe even a big role I'd love to chat with you just send me a quick email or drop a note in the show notes coachingforleaders.com slash 109 I would love to chat with you. And um, and and please do that. And uh, thanks for those who have already reached out. I'm looking forward to talking with you more. And hey, I also wanted to say a big congrats to uh, Mignon Fogarty, who was on the show last week. She's Grammar Girl. And this week, she was on the Today Show. In fact, she found out just a day or two after we record that interview, she was going to be on the Today Show. So you may have seen her this week there. Um, so just goes to show you that, you know, once again, all you need to do in life is just get to be a guest on Coaching for Leaders, and then it just launch in so many great ways. Hey, in all seriousness, though, um, you can find the link to the video up on uh, the Facebook page. I posted it there, and congratulations to Mignon and the great work she's doing with Grammar Girl. It's really exciting to see her get a lot of attention for her work and her iPad app. And uh, hey, I did want to also say a very special thank you to the person on iTunes who's named Coca-Cola Man. Coca-Cola Man, thank you for your very kind written review on iTunes. And uh, hey, if this show's been valuable to you as well, and you've been listening for a bit and you use iTunes, I would be so 
grateful if you take a moment to write a written review on iTunes about this show. You can get there by going to coachingforleaders.com slash iTunes. It will help me to continue to grow this community, uh, reach more people, and for us to even have a greater show going forward. And so if you would take a moment to do that, I would be very grateful. And thank you in advance. And Coca-Cola Man, if I ever get to meet you in person, I will buy you a Coke. Hey, I publish a article each week that will give you a booster shot between shows on how to lead better by giving you some great advice on improving your communications, human relations, or personal productivity. And if you'd like to get that in your inbox each week, usually on Wednesdays, go to coachingforleaders.com slash subscribe. And you'll also get instant access to my overview and downloadable guide on the 10 leadership books that will help you get better results from others. And by the way, this book isn't on the list, but another good one is from the folks at 37 Signals called Rework. If you're trying to start a new organization or a small business, Rework is a great resource. So they've got a great book out there to support their products, High Rise and Basecamp. Hey, have a great week, everyone. And I look forward to talking with you real soon. Take care.